Ah, so since Easter, we have been attending to the stories of the Gospels about the disciples' encounter with the resurrected Jesus. As we've read them and attended to them, listened to them, I, I noticed that Jesus spent some time reminding the believers of what he had already told them. So there was a lot of, like, I want you to remember. Remember what was in the scriptures. Remember what I had said. On the walk to Emmaus, um, Jesus interrupts the, uh, the uh, two travelers, Cleopas and his companion, to say, I want to I take you back. I want you to remember. I want you to remember what you already told. He speaks to the disciples again and again in this post-resurrected life to say, it's about forgiveness and peace. You've got to remember. Remember I told you that. This passage from John 14 that I read so often at uh, funerals, Jesus says to his disciples, these words I've spoken to you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will remind you, will remind you of everything I've said to you. So this Holy Spirit, who we will celebrate in two weeks, will remind them and us of what we have been taught, of what we're to pay attention to. Repeatedly throughout the Gospels, Jesus is asking, inviting his, commanding his followers to listen, to pay attention to. Jesus draws on the long history of the prophets. In the Hebrew text, all of the prophets who call upon people and say, um, this is the word of the Lord, listen. And the greatest of the prophets, Elijah. Is the one we're going to look very briefly at a story from his life this morning. And when I say very briefly, uh, three particular verses. We meet Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17. He's a prophet, a miracle worker. He's a bold defender of the Hebrew god Yahweh over the Canaanite god. Elijah's life is threatened and he flees. And he ultimately ends up at Mount Horeb, which is where Moses received the Ten Commandments. He's hiding in a cave. He's uncertain about his life and his call. And the question is, now what? Now what? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up a few verses earlier than what is going to be on the screen. Um, and start in verse 8 of chapter 19 just to give you a little background. So uh, Elijah has uh, fleed from danger. He's now in a cave. It says he got up and ate and drank. Oh, wait, he's not in the cave yet. <laughs> he got up, ate, and drank, and then he went in strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the Mount of God. And at that place, he came to a cave, and he spent the night there. And then the word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets. I am alone and left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Okay, so um, feel the distress. Feel the distress. And then, beginning with verse 11, we hear this. 
Then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And there came a voice to him saying, what are you doing here, Elijah? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we have come to listen unfold your story in our lives, move us forward as your people. Amen. This morning we are taking literally a fleeting moment out of the whole history of the Israelites. The words of the prophets and the powerful story of Elijah, these three profound verses. God tells Elijah to go and wait for him to pass by. Go out of the cave, right? There's something to that too. Go out of the cave and wait for me to pass by. And so as you heard it, Elijah hears a great wind, like the sound of a a tornado really. But God wasn't in that loud tornado storm sound. And, And then an earthquake. And then a raging fire. See, all of these ways would have been ways that the people would have believed that God spoke. Loud, big, bold. But the Lord wasn't in any of those. At least for Elijah, right? At least for Elijah in this moment. Not that God would never speak like that, but for Elijah in this moment. None of that. God did not speak through any of those. As powerful as earth, wind, and fire are. But after the fire, that beautiful little strange expression, a sound of sheer silence. That is how God spoke. In a a sound of sheer silence. And then we're told that when Elijah heard that, He wrapped his face in his mantle because he knew he couldn't see God face to face. And he went out and he stood at the edge of the entrance of the cave. Hmm. Elijah must have been listening so carefully, right? Of all the marvelous things and all the marvelous ways and all the marvelous words that Elijah spoke. This tells us that he was a listener, an incredibly good listener to God because how else would he have heard God speak in sheer silence? Now, we could spend considerable amount of time, and people have, on um, exploring what this means to hear in sheer silence. But this morning, that is not the takeaway, at least for me. The takeaway for me here this morning, and possibly for you, 
is that Elijah was attentive to listening for God to speak in a way that God had not spoken before. Elijah was open to God speaking in a way that God had not spoken to the people before. There had been, um, if we went through the whole history of, of these Israelites, God had uh, shown up for them and the parting of the sea, in pillars of fire and cloud, in all kinds of marvelous ways, miraculous ways. And yet here, God speaks to Elijah in a new way, in silence. Hmm. You might remember that uh, from the Gospels that there were people who thought perhaps Jesus was Elijah come back. And when the story of the transfiguration on the mountain it was Jesus that the disciples saw with Elijah and Moses. Jesus. Jesus also claimed that role as prophet and reminded his followers to listen, to pay attention, to be surprised, right? To be surprised by how God would speak and who God would speak through. Matthew 6 Jesus says, consider the lilies of the field, weeds. Weeds. Consider them, because that's how God will let you know you're cared for. Consider the birds of the air, common as a sparrow or a crow. They let you know again that God will take care of you. Matthew 19, it says in the children, these weak and small ones who the disciples wanted to turn away, these little ones were the ones... That Jesus said, these are the ones to whom the kingdom of God belongs. Listen to them. What I was, again, so surprised by, when I was up here with the kids for the children's sermon and not knowing, and I told Jim, which was very good, that I didn't want to know what he was going to play. What did I keep hearing? The organ. That would have been my answer to every question. <laughs> Why? Because I'm an adult. And I sit here every Sunday and I hear the organ and I know that Jim is playing the organ. But what did those kids hear? And miraculously, they got it way quicker than I did. And I wasn't faking it, folks. They got it before I did. It's a guitar. It's bells. It's a violin. It's the piano. Jesus said, consider the children, for they will lead us. Then there is in Luke, the incredible parables of Jesus, the Good Samaritan, who turns out to be the hero in that story, the one who is the despised one of the Jewish people, the outsider, the different one, the enemy. And in the end of that parable, Jesus says, listen to him. <laughs> listen to him. And then in Luke 15, we hear the parables of lostness, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost brother in the parable of the prodigal son, and their lost father, who really looks ridiculous, right? A bit lost himself, the one who throws a party for the wayward son before he even apologizes or makes restitution. Who does that? Jesus said, God does. Listen to him. Jesus was continually telling his disciples to pay attention. Things aren't always what they seem. Listen carefully. 
The first will be last. The last will be first. The poor are blessed. And then that one that gets us every time. Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Listen. Listen. I think Jesus wanted to break open the hearts and the minds and then stop the ears of those who thought they already knew what the word of God was, who God would speak through, and what that word would be. Jesus' call and command and invitation to those then and now is listen. Listen like Elijah for that unexpected way that God will speak. Many ways, but I don't want to end the sermon with a to-do list, although I lean that direction all the time. Um, but instead an invitation. An invitation, one thing we can do is pay attention to someone different from ourselves. Pay attention for Jesus is, is always pointing his disciples and actually church leaders of his day in that direction. Listen. Listen to the children. Listen to the poor. Listen to the widow. Listen to the prodigal's father. Listen to the person who doesn't look like you, whose life story isn't like yours. And this is whether we encounter them in our day-to-day -day life or we're allowed to engage with people online or through the media. Pay attention. Could God be speaking to you and I in a different voice, in a new voice? Maybe sometimes like Elijah in the sheer sound of silence. And so we move forward. God, remembering that God does not always come to us in voices we're familiar with, in people and places and resources that we know, but God can surprise us and will surprise us this day and every day. So we are called to listen and then to follow and then to act. Amen. Amen. It's not a someday work, right? We know that the world needs us now to be the disciples of Jesus Christ, to act on what we hear and what we know.